1: on Diamondbacks Podcast, you're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got Ty Dane Gonzalez of Lockdown Mariners on the pod to discuss the series. we discuss our farm systems, Kyle Seeger, the Mariners' playoff chances. So we get into a whole bunch of Mariners and D-backs talk. But don't forget, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com with the ever-increasing number of makes and models. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you because they always have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter while you're at it, at creatorthomas24 from my personal account, or look up Lockdown Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now I'll jump right into that conversation with Ty Dane Gonzalez of On Mariners. All right, D-backs fans, we got another crossover, this time with a pretty new host, On Mariners host, half of the Lockdown Mariners podcast. We got Ty Dane Gonzalez on the D-backs pod for the first, tie, uh, first time, Ty <laughs> say what's up to the listeners who've never heard your voice before hey how's it going I uh, appreciate
0: you having me on man uh looking forward to talking to some memes talking some d-backs i actually have a question for you but we'll get to it later on i i know you got some mariners questions to, to throw my way but i i do have one that i would be remiss not
1: to ask uh on behalf of my co-host okay, okay.
0: Okay, uh, I'm
1: excited to hear what it is, and you're you're pretty new here at the network. It sounds like you've only been doing this, you know, not too long, at least with the podcast network. So, how has it been going so far for you? The transition because doing daily, I mean, it's it, it could be you know a tough grind sometimes.
0: Yeah, so uh, so Colby and I had been doing um, our own thing on Patreon for about a year or so before lockdown reached out, um, and um, it's been going pretty well, you know. So we we were kind of used to it. Uh, doing a podcast you know a couple times a week but switching to you know one every day at least it's you know it's only 20-30 minutes a show so that's um you know pretty pretty doable i i also write at seahawk maven uh covering Mm -hmm. the seahawks for uh for si.com and so you know it's uh it's quick enough that i can fit in my schedule and be able to you know put it all together and get it out for everyone and uh you know, come up with new exciting topics that we can dive into and stuff. You know, really my whole thing uh, with doing the podcast is educating people, educating people on the Mariners rebuild, educating people on, you know, maybe stats that they, they're, they're not super familiar with, educating them on the farm system and, and all those things that not a lot of outlets in Seattle really get into. So that's, uh, that's kind of what we've been doing the last few weeks.
1: Yeah. And speaking of the Seahawks may even actually work for the all Cardinals SI site. So we might have to do a little crossover. Next. i got a pod going for the all Cardinals site too. So might have to do a little Cardinals right. Seahawks, you know, we know uh, Cardinals and Seahawks play each other a couple times a year, but that's another yep. network. That's another podcast. <laughs> we won't get on that, uh, you know, on the lockdown D backs times lockdown Mariners podcast, <laughs> but we did see these two t- teams play each other this weekend. And you know, the D backs did get a beat down, maybe uh, they did get swept, but they weren't competitive. They were competitive in a few of those games. It definitely came down uh, To the wire, they got sent to the extra innings in one of the games. But D-backs, as usual, bullpen, not able to pull it out, can't get the clutch hits. But as a Mariners Mm -hmm. fan right now, you guys are chasing the playoffs. So when you're going into a series against a team like the D-backs, who is arguably the worst team in baseball, what are your expectations levels uh, for that series? Are you trying to get the sweep and just stack up as many wins as possible? Or at least like take two out of three and not look like complete F-ups against arguably the worst team?
0: Yeah, you know the the thing with the 2021 Mariners is um, the best expectation to have is no expectation at all uh, because this uh, this team it doesn't really matter. You look at the schedule and they'll they'll play a, you know a series against a really bad Royals team and drop three or four and then come back and shut out the Astros in back to back games. Um, they're five and one, six six and yeah six and one against the Rays. For some reason this year and also mm. one in five against the tigers they're just they're a weird team this year so you can't um really go into any series expecting hey yeah they're gonna sweep this team or they're going to get swept by this team they're in a weird middle area so you know for me really going into that series you know we had talked about like they had to get two of these games especially to make up for some of the lost ground that they had with those losses to the royals last weekend um, they just, they, they, they needed to get back on track and this was a good way to do it. And yeah. So, you know, when you, when you go up against a team like the diamondbacks and especially a team that has gotten healthier, you know, could Marte's back Zach gallons, healthy mm-hmm. in, in pitching. And obviously they, they avoided him in this series, but, uh, thankfully, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, you, you, expect, I expected at least it to be as close as it was, um, I'm surprised that the Mariners were actually able to pull out a couple of those extra innings games. I thought, um, you know, when Marco Gonzalez gave up five runs uh, in five innings and then uh, Chris Flexen kind of fell apart in that last game in the sixth inning, I thought for sure they were not going to be able to pull those out, especially in that final game in the, in the 10th inning when, you know, they weren't, they had that awful bun attempt from Dylan Moore and uh, they weren't able to score in the tenth. I, I I was very surprised that Johan Ramirez was able to shut the door there. But uh, you know, they got they they got it done. They got uh everything that they needed to get done in Arizona, and that was to sweep, as you said, a bad team. Sorry, guys. But
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. I should give the D-backs a little credit for at least keeping it competitive because they were able to make it two extra innings. Uh, but that last game was absolutely disgusting. It was one of the worst losses by a team in extra innings, I think ever actually because (laughs) they lost by ended up losing by six runs uh so especially with the man on second it's easier to put those runs on the board and the D-backs were not able to uh help themselves out there and one guy who's on the Mariners who's on my fantasy team for baseball is Mm. Kyle Seager and he absolutely yeah. crushed us this weekend. I mean, what, he had six RBIs in the second game of the series, I think, mm-hmm. and that go-ahead double, I think, in the last game. So he absolutely destroyed us. And he's basically having a career year, right? Like, he's having one of the best seasons of his career. I see right here 33 home runs. I, I know partly because he's on my team. He's still not hitting for a high <laughs> average. But for guys only cracked 30 home runs once in his career to do it again at age 33, I mean, what have you seen from Kyle Seeger, And do you think he's the best offensive player in your lineup right now? We'll get into a little Kyle Seeger talk, but first, do you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero, it's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the House in a head to head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner takes all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You are in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be, one-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Sign up for free and right now, and you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to StatHero.com slash LockedOn. StatHero.com slash LockedOn. All right, all right all right let's get back into the pod
0: uh so the last question no i, w- I would say that's ty france right now mm. I- i'd probably also put abraham toro uh, above uh, above kyle seager right now and um probably even mitch Haniger when he's on but right now hanniger's kind of struggling over the last month and a half or so uh S- seager's been great though you know everyone in seattle loves kyle seager we love kyle seager um the the guy's been um you know, the model pro in this, uh, in this organization, he's been one of the few success stories that they've, you know, actually been able to home grow someone over the last 20 years. You know, he's become an all-star and a gold glove winner and all these things. And, and they drafted him and they developed him. Um, and that goes back to the last, um, you know, uh, front office with Jack Sorensic and everyone, but, um, yeah, it's been, you know, it's been really, you know, great to see from him, obviously, you know, the, the problem with his year though is that yeah he's hitting a lot of home runs and stuff but he's not getting on base at all he's he's getting on base at a sub 300 clip right now he's not hitting for average like you said he's chasing a lot more outside of the zone. he's not walking as much and that and that is a bit of an issue and this is probably going to be the last year for him in seattle um he mm-hmm. has a club option of 15 million dollars but there's incentives that can tick that up to 20 million dollars and there's a a bit of a rift between him and the organization in general, the the Kendall Graveman trade happened. That was one of his biggest, uh, or uh, one of his best friends on the team. He was not uh, happy with that. There were some quotes that came from an anonymous player, uh, on the Mariners that was very, um, critical of Jerry DePoto and, um, uh, Scott service and, 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 just the organization, how the organization was being run and how the, um, and how the, you know, the trade was made and all that, that he, uh, and it turned out that that was him that said those things. And, uh, so there's, there's kind of some issues there. Uh, so, you know, my advice to, to, to Mariners fans has, has been for the last couple, you know, for the last few weeks now is just enjoy the time that, that he's still here, uh, because it's probably coming to an end. And and the Mariners quite frankly, even though that he's been really good this year could probably do better. Uh um, and free agency with all the money that they have to spend. They have prospects as well that they can trade. They have a ton of prospects that they can trade. So, um, but we'll, we'll see, but it's still overall, you know, really, really good year for Kyle and um, happy to see him thrive.
1: Yeah. Maybe the best player is the wrong, the wrong way to phrase it. Maybe the best slugger because he's probably like before we traded him, he's probably like the Eduardo Escobar of the Mariners. Great power, power bat, RBI Mm -hmm. producer, but Doesn't really hit for average. I mean, Eduardo Escobar is like a 250 hitter, and he gets on base about the same amount of Kyle Seager, you know, around 300. So not really big on base, guys, but 93 ribbies, 33 home runs for Kyle Mm. Seager is huge. But you did mention, and you know, the, the Mariners' longest active playoff drought in MLB, but there's not a lot of homegrown guys, like you said. Like, why hasn't this ball club for a team that's, you know, not in the playoffs ever, why, basically my entire life, why don't they have more young talent on this team?
0: Uh, well, that's going to change. Um, you know, they have uh, Baseball America's ranked their their farm system, uh, their current farm system number one in all of baseball. Um, obviously, you know, guys like Jared Kelnick haven't panned out yet, uh, mm-hmm. but there's still plenty of time. He's, he's very, very young. Uh, but, you know, you, you go back to the last regime with Jack Zarensic and and outside of Kyle Seager, they had no clue how to develop young talent whatsoever they had a high draft picks they had really good draft classes had highly regarded farm systems but they rushed guys Mike Zanino is a guy that comes to mind that they really mm-hmm. forced the issue with Dustin Ackley was another guy Jesus Montero was another guy that they really uh they rushed to the big leagues and and, and just kept them there to struggle and that's not what you should do that doesn't help the player and that doesn't help the team and so there was a lot of that and it was very much the same thing each time that a new player would come up. There were other guys like Nick Franklin, who was, you know, kind of highly regarded in their, in their system that came up and they did the same thing uh, with him. And, and it's just, it was an ongoing thing until Jerry DePoto finally stepped in and then he was given the the wasteland that was the farm system left over from Sorensic's era. And, um, you know, they tried to move forward with, five guys you know making a 100 million dollars um on their payroll so they weren't really able to co- add any complimentary pieces at all to the rest of their roster and they didn't have a farm system to really trade from either so they were trying to just you know Jerry Depoto for the first 3 years of his tenure in in, in Seattle was just trying to piece together uh, some form of a contender around you know Robinson Cano, Nelson Cruz, etc. uh but now that they've rebuilt and um, you know Depoto has been um, incredible with some of these trades that he's made. The, you, you think about the uh, Thai France trade uh, last trade deadline with the, with the Padres getting Thai France, getting Taylor Trammell, getting Luis Torrens, and uh, Andres Munoz for just Austin Nola, minor league catcher that they, they had signed a year ago to a minor mm-hmm. league deal. And they turned him into a utility player that was useful. And they turned a couple of relief arms into that. And then the next day they traded Taylor Williams, who's a, bad reliever i'll just say it (laughs) he's a bad reliever for matt brash who's now become one of the top pitching prospects in their system uh and is on pitching ninja almost every week it seems now (laughs) um so they uh you know and they they just continue to stockpile talent they they continue to really um add these uh you know unique profiles that really align with what they love and 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 now it's gotten to a point where you've seen how they've been able to raise the floors and raise the ceilings of a lot of these prospects um down in the minors and you've seen a lot of guys jump out because i mean even a guy like julio rodriguez who's now one of the top prospects in baseball no one knew who he was three years ago they signed him as a 16 year old now he's a you know superstar without even making it to the major leagues yet and uh, they just know how to these guys now the this player development staff with andy mckay um with all the sports psychology stuff and and uh, everything that they implement from the top floor all the way down to low a ball um just the philosophy that they have is really working these guys are buying into it and i think you're going to see a lot of really good young talent come out of seattle over the next couple years
1: Ty and I will continue that conversation, but does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together is called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. Compatible device required, content varies by package, Get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together. With Direct TV Stream, you can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. With the ever increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family bu- business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are always reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right. All right. Let's wrap up the pod. Maybe a couple of prospects they have and try to get another established starter, you know, in the rotation in your lineup. So for you, what's your overall philosophy when it comes to prospects for a Mariners team? That's, you know, in the mix right now for the postseason, maybe they'll be in the mix in the future. Would you want to just keep building this farm system and let the young guys develop and grow organically? Or would you say, let me take a couple of these pieces, throw some darts and try to get maybe a star in the in a Mariners uniform?
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's certainly time in the rebuild now to take some shots. And, and honestly, you didn't really expect to be in this position this year. You, you, this was kind of a, you know, for the most part, a, a development year. And now it's turned into something more, um, which is great. And it gives, you know, the fans something to buy in and it gives ownership no more excuses to not spend money this offseason. Um, they have a lot of payroll and, and they're going to be busy in free agency, but Jerry DePoto loves to make trades. I mean, anyone that pays attention to <laughs> trades in, in major league baseball knows that Jerry DePoto is the busiest man in major league baseball. And, um, he's, he's absolutely going to make trades. I love the idea of, of trading for a superstar. That's not going to make a ton of money. Um, and, and then using the leftover money that you have to, to, you know, sign complimentary guys, you know, a couple of 15, $20 million guys and you know, a couple of five to $8 million guys, et cetera. um, And really build out your roster that way. Uh, Because I still think that they have a ton of talent left over. Uh, If they trade, you know, let's say they they trade Emerson Hancock or George Kirby or or Noel V. Marte, or, you know, a couple of those guys and and get themselves Jose Ramirez, you know, for example, Um, or Ketel Marte.
1: That's...
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, uh But, yeah, like, you know, uh, uh, the um, I I, I think it's absolutely time for them to, um, you know, this winter to to start taking some shots and uh, build out this roster. And look, their their pro scouting department, I I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against it right now. The the things that they've done with, um, you know, just minor league signings like Paul Seawald. Paul Seawald is one of the best relievers in all of baseball now. And the guy came out of nowhere. Chris Flexen has been an incredible starter for them uh, this year. He's been an absolute boon for their rotation. Um, I would love to see what they do when they actually identify established major leaguers, like really good major leaguers that they feel fit their philosophy, that uh, that they fit their organization. That's really, really exciting
1: yeah, like I tell every podcast host that comes on here, we're not trading Ketel Marte. I don't care what anyone says; he's still a cheap guy <laughs> under ten million for the next couple of years. I'm keeping that guy. I'm ready to give him the max. He's that good of a player. So I really, I would really be devastated if the D Backs trade Ketel Marte, and so, who knows? So that years, was uh, will happen. So that
0: was uh, the question that I wanted to ask because my co-host Colby loves Ketel Marte and wants to trade for Catal Marte. He thinks that's absolutely what the Mariners should do. I, I'm i not super on board with it, because I think primarily they would be using Marte in the outfield, and I don't think that they need to take a massive shot in the outfield. I think that that more so needs to be at third base or maybe starting pitching or something, if they're going to make one big trade. But, man, he's he's hooked on Catal Marte, so I... I was hoping maybe to also put uh, this part in our show uh, for tomorrow for, for our listeners. So I, I wanted to ask you, uh, <laughs> what would it take? What would it, what would it take? And I know, uh, like, let's put personal feelings aside mm-hmm. real quick. What was a realistic trade package for Quetel
1: Marte, especially, you know, with the team that's not competing right now? Well, that's always a tough question to answer when it comes to baseball because uh, it's hard to gauge the value of star players in baseball. You'll see some star mm-hmm. players and they'll go like when the D-backs traded Zach Rinke to the Astros, they got three of their top mm-hmm. five prospects in that organization. But then you see mm-hmm. deals like uh, Nolan Arenado, and you're like, that's what you got back for him. Uh, so, sure. so it's hard to say, but if I was the GM of the D-backs, I'm not giving up a, Kel- to, a Ketel Marte. unless I feel like I'm getting an A-list prospect back. I believe Ketel Marte sure. is that good. I believe he's mm-hmm. an MVP candidate when healthy. Now that's a question. He hasn't really been healthy at all this season. 2020 was a weird year. I'll kinda throw that away. But when he's been on the field this year, his numbers are pretty accurate. He's like a 350 hitter whenever he's been oh, yeah. played this season. Like he, he's legit got a hit in almost every game he's played. Like he's been a stud the entire season when he's been healthy. So for me, if I'm trading Ketel Marte, I better get an established the the highest upside prospect I could get. I better get a top three A plus plus prospect back because I'm trading a potential MVP of the league and a Ketel Marte. And I would agree if I'm trading for Ketel Marte, I would want him to be at second base. I don't like Ketel Marte in center field. He's fine. He, he's a fine defensive player. His athleticism covers up some of his defensive issues, but that dude is just going to take too much of a beating playing center field. He just <laughs> he just does too much out there. And he's already a, a little bit more fragile than some of the other D-backs players. So I, I want to see him go back to second base just as a D-backs oh. fan because I'm not, I'm not happy seeing him in center field getting hurt. That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. So remember, betting on the D backs doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, Come back tomorrow. We got part two of our conversation with Ty Dane Gonzalez of Lockdown Mariners. So you're not going to want to miss that because we talk a little Ketel Marte, possibility to the Mariners. So you're going to want to catch tomorrow's episode. But as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces.